This is Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry. Golden. How did he get that name? I asked. My father was always looking for gold when he was a young man living in southern Idaho, he replied. There wasn't any gold where we were living, and he never found any. So when I was born, they named me Golden, because I was the most valuable thing he ever had. Golden smiled. He likes the name. Golden is 89 years old. He taught literature at Western Washington University for 50 years. He retired when he was 69. Traveling became the focus of his life upon retirement. He traveled alone most of the time, Europe, Asia, Australia, New Zealand. At age 80, he ran the Chuckanut Foot Race, which is a run of seven miles. His eyes sparkle when he tells me that retirement has been good. Prostate cancer and macular degeneration have now got him in their grips. Golden is slowing down. He shakes. He moves slowly. But there was a time when he moved easily across the college campus. He read books and talked about them with students in classrooms with windows thrown open and fall-colored leaves shimmering in the distance. He met other travelers in busy train stations. They shared wine and stories. They agreed to meet again in one year in another country at another train station. They did this for several years. Life was exciting. Retirement has been good. I don't want to travel. I do. Travel, that is. But it's not high on my list of wants. One of the reasons for choosing to retire in the Pacific Northwest that we would not have to travel far to experience a foreign country, mountains, salt water, forest, or wilderness areas, large cities, or major universities. Another reason travel is not high on my list is that we did travel while we lived in Alaska. We traveled a lot, Europe several times, Asia and Africa. Years ago, I remember seeing older people disembark from tour buses at Alaska a ski resort just south of Anchorage. They walked slowly and not very far. They came to see Alaska, but they were pretty much confined by age or health to stay pretty close to the bus, the lodge, or the restaurant. They really didn't get into the backcountry. They didn't get to experience the same Alaska I did. I didn't want to wait for my traveling days until the experience would be so very limited. Perhaps limited is the wrong word. I have traveled in my retirement years, and the experience is still rich and rewarding. But it's different than what I would have experienced in my younger days. It's still rewarding, but it isn't the same. Returning to thoughts of Golden, he traveled in retirement and loved it. I think about all of the different roads one may choose to take in retirement, and it is almost overwhelming. It's hard to make that choice. Perhaps that's why many of us don't do much. We just can't choose. It is easiest not to choose, but just continue as we are. We know what to expect. We know where we will sleep, where we will eat, where and when we will take a nap, and where we will have dinner or go out for coffee.
we're immobilized by overchoice. Sometimes I wonder at my own choices in retirement. Perhaps I am limited by lack of imagination. I have chosen to do this or that with my life, but there are all of those other possibilities that have thus been eliminated. One could choose to travel, grow dahlias, watch television, go sailing, study native plants, explore your genealogy, or write your memoirs. The roads are many. The problem isn't in choosing one thing and then regretting not choosing something else. The problem is in choosing the act of committing to one direction or another. Waiting for Godot, the great play by Beckett, illustrates the real predicament. The play drives home the absurdity of not making a decision and remaining stuck in one place. The two main characters carry on an endless discussion of whether the answer to their making a choice will come today or if they should just get up and choose which way to go. They wait, and they wait. It is worth a read if you haven't already done so. I've read the book and seen the play several times. It is always gut-wrenching and rewarding. I have a friend down the street that retired over a year ago and has suffered one hard year. He can't make up his mind about retirement. He can't do anything. He wanders around as if in a daze. His choices are unlimited. He has health, money, and time. He could choose any one of so many different directions to go. But he remains seated. It would be okay to remain seated if that is the road he chose. The problem comes when that is a default position. Should we go or should we stay? Beckett poses the question so well. As the old saying goes, sometimes you have to just take the bull by the horns. Time ticks. Golden had his choices to make and made them. Health now forces him to sit. He does that with a warm cup of coffee and fond memories of choices made in days gone by. We should all be so lucky. This is Retirement Talk with something to think about. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, contact Dell at retirementtalk.org.